pray against the science. We are here for you today, Lord. We bless you. This is your day. You created it. You made this day. And we're rejoicing. We're thankful that you allowed us to live for such a time as this. We thank you, Father. And, Lord, we ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And, Lord, we ask that you would allow us to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. We're talking about a higher standard. You know, and I think especially in this end time, God is calling all of us to a higher standard. Amen. Because we are God's elite. Everybody that's born uh, again, amen, is God's elite. Hallelujah. We've been redeemed. We are the redeemed of the Lord. Amen. I just like saying that. We're the redeemed of the Lord. And God is calling us to a higher standard. We're to live higher, think higher. The, the little thoughts that we used to have in that level, I think it's mostly the level that we used to think on. It's like we need to be mature. It's time for maturity now. So God wants us to think on a higher level. Why? So we can communicate with him better. Amen. Better communication. Because if we're thinking carnally and God is spirit, we're, we're on two different planes. Amen. And then we say, well, why don't God speak to us? Well, he's been trying for two months. <laughs> and sometimes I finally get something or I get the beginning and don't get the ending of it. And then when I finally get it, I say, well, God, why didn't you tell me this? And he said, I'm trying to tell you. But, you know, sometimes you take something and you run with it because it's so exciting. And then you, you don't stay for, well, I'm, I've learned. I'm more mature. I stay until I get the whole thing. Amen. Now, some things God will confirm to you as you go, but sometimes you can get more from God if you stay and sit at his foot, pray, press in, you know, communicate with him, pray longer, and not this quick prayer. Pray, you know. And so if we pray longer and just pray in the spirit and see what God wants to say, because sometimes he doesn't say anything, but he's showing you some things. Amen. Hallelujah. So in other words, when we, um, there's a higher standard that God is calling us to because he wants us to hear his voice better. Because see, God can, you can hear a little bit and then you don't hear nothing else. Or you take that and run with it, which is what I used to do. Because I get so excited. I say, oh, wow. And so anyway, we need to hear his voice. We need, we need to communicate better. So let's go to Isaiah 55. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55. We have work to do. God has work for the church. That's us, the end-time bride. But we need to understand his commandments, understand what he's saying. We need to get on his level so that our thought process will be better and we'll understand exactly what it is that he is telling us to do. We have instructions from him, and we need to hear what he's saying. Amen. God's thoughts, especially concerning us, are good. He has a plan for our lives, but we don't know because we don't sit at his foot 
or we don't sit in his presence long enough to hear anything. Amen. Yep, talking about me. Isaiah 55, verse 6. And it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found, and call upon him while he is, he is near. And let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Are y'all here? Talking about thoughts, talking about thinking. And let him return to the Lord. Hallelujah. In other words, forsake their thoughts. In other words, people need to repent and cry out to God for his leadership and his guidance. Because we get ahead of God. I do it too. We do it all the time. And sometimes we need to lay back and find out what he really wants us to do. And most of the time, now I have to say this, most of the time we are in the right direction. Because we haven't been doing this for 25 years and not know some type of direction. But sometimes we can get off or we don't get the full picture like I wasn't getting the full picture. Or, you know, we can just get ahead of God out of excitement. And so sometimes we have to pull back and get the full uh, revelation from God. All right. So it says, let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon because God is is faithful and in verse 8 and this is the one I want to say for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways saith the Lord for as the heavens are higher now this wasn't in the text but I'm going to read verse 9 for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my my ways higher than your ways so just look at us being standing right on earth and he's in the heaven. Amen. So he's letting us know that dimension or that, that area that's between us and where our position is and where his position is. He says, so are my ways higher than your ways. That's just an analogy. You know, but then he knows how to get a message to us because it talks about rain. Let's see. Uh, let's see, where is that? Okay. Did I read nine? My ways are higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So he just gave an example of how uh, we're different. And in verse 10 says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So he's showing how this happens. The rain comes down from the snow, and it's like his word coming down. And it don't go back up. Once his word is is spoken it's gonna it's gonna accomplish what he pleases amen and so god is just letting us know that there's a process and how he does things and if we understand what he's doing just like the rain coming from the earth waters the sea gives life he says if we would get on his thinking then we'd understand the process and receive more from him amen back to isaiah 55 6 through eight 
his ways and his thoughts are higher than ours. Amen. And in verse 8, I'll read that again. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, saith the Lord, for they are higher. Hallelujah. And so God is not pulling rank on us at all. Amen. Because we can go as high and as far with God as we want to go. But we have to spend time with him. He's trying to get us to see that gap between him and us, his thinking and our our thinking. And so he wants us to close that margin in by spending more time with him, understanding him better, seeking him more. Because didn't it say seek? Didn't it start off talking about seek? Where's that? In six, yeah, seek the Lord. And this is what he's saying. Seek me while I may be found and call upon me while it, I am near. Hallelujah. Even the wicked people, he says, let them repent so I can even speak to them because I'm a forgiving God. Hallelujah. He says, for I will abundantly pardon, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your, my ways are not your ways. So, go, so in other words, God goes a different way than we do. Hallelujah. If God's thoughts are higher than, than ours, then we need to come up higher because he ain't coming down lower because the rain don't go back up, snow don't go back up. Once it's falling, it does what it's supposed to do. And so he's saying come up to him because his word wants this and his ideas, his plans, once they're released, they don't go the opposite way. And so we need to find him and seek him so that he can let us in on what he's doing. Amen. Because his plan for our lives are all about us, but they're not about our flesh. (laughs) It's about us, but not about our flesh. Amen. So how do we come up higher? By doing verse 6, seeking the Lord while he can be found and call upon him while he is near. Now, that word thoughts means a way of thinking. It also means plans. And that's strange. Plans. I know the thoughts, the plans that I, I have towards you. It also means ideas, theory, and opinion. Thoughts also mean view or contemplation. Amen. So God's thoughts are higher than ours. Amen. But we are to seek him so that we, while he can be found, seek him and we'll find him. Amen. Let's go to Jeremiah 29. I can't resist going there when we're talking about the thoughts of God. Amen. It, it just seems like it fits right in. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. And this is God's plan for us. It's what he's talking about. He says, I know the plans. I know my thoughts. I already know what I'm thinking about when I think about you. And when you think about things, you're thinking about failure, you're thinking about discouragement. You're thinking about worrying. You're thinking about running out. You're thinking about not enough. You're thinking about, I didn't do that yet, or I'm going to change, whatever it is. But he's thinking about a good plan for our lives. 
So he says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope and expect it in. Then you will call upon me and go and pray. See, there's that seeking me. Seek me and I'll find me. Go and pray to me and I will listen to you. Amen. Hallelujah. And that was Israel's hope. Has anybody ever heard of a tick by? Mm-hmm. And see, that was Israel's hope that God would listen to them. Well, we know he'll listen to us. Amen. We have that assurance. Amen. And so he says, I will listen to you. That's an assurance that God has given us. I will, you will speak to me or talk to me, and I will give you my attention. Amen. But he says in 13, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Amen. That word search means follow after. So he doesn't want us to just give him five or ten minutes. That's what he's really saying. With all your heart, mean you get into it. And when you really seek the Lord and give him some of your time, and this is every day, not just once, amen, then he says, I will bring back from your captivity. I will bring you back from your captivity. Amen. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you to the place from which I called you to be carried away captive. Hallelujah. And when you look that word captivity up, it also means your former state of prosperity. So in other words, he says... Seek me with your whole heart, follow after me, search for me, and I will be found by you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you back to your former state of prosperity. In other words, his original plan. Amen? Nothing's changed. Nothing has a hallelujah. He has not changed his, I'm just thankful that God has not changed his mind about me. You know what I'm saying? Through all of my, I don't hear you. I'm doing something else. You know what I'm saying? And he's still with me through all of that. Amen. Thoughts of peace. Do we have peaceful thoughts all the time? See, that's clue number one that we need to seek him. Because do, do, does our thoughts include peace? No, they don't. Not all the time. Amen. And they mostly consist of evil because worry is evil. Contemplation, uh, contemplating wrong things happening or something bad happening or it'll never change. Y'all know how we do sometimes. You know, we don't do it as often as we used to, but we still do it sometimes. But even sometimes it's too much because God has a future and a hope for us. He wants us to get on with, the, you know, so he can bless us. Amen. A future and a hope. Hallelujah. So he's going to give us an expected end. Now, what does that mean? It means that God is going to give you the ex- the, the expectation that you have. He's going to give you what you've been expecting. That's what it means. He's going to give you what you've been expecting. Amen. So get ready. Get ready. <laughs> get ready. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> 
but you need to prepare yourself. Amen. Because nothing's changed. Call upon me, and I will go and pray, and I will listen. When you go pray, he'll listen to you. He's given us his assurance that he's going to listen. Amen. So God is reassuring his people that we don't know how to think. We don't know what he thinks about us. Amen. But now he's telling us over and over again. We don't really know his plan for us, but they are good. He's saying that I have an expected end. I have what you expect. I have what you want. You have the same plan that I have. I am not going to disappoint you. He's just trying to get a relationship going. Amen. Amen. He wants us to stop covering up. Stop pretending. Stop covering up. Amen. And be straight with him so he can give us what we want. Amen. He wants us to be aware that he is for us and not against us. Amen. So we need to expect the best from him. And that's when you start trusting him. Expect the best. Quit expecting bad. And expect better. Amen. Hallelujah. But we can't know the plans if we don't come up to his higher level, his higher level of, of a standard or his higher standard. So we need to get a mind change again and trust in the promises of God. Amen. So God is thinking good thoughts concerning us, and we should be too. Think good thoughts of ourselves. We need to think better about us than to think wrong. Because when we start thinking wrong about ourselves, then we think God is thinking that same way. So we inject that into the equation when it's really not there. But we, you know, that's the only thing we know to do. Because when our mind is scrambling, we're all over the place, we think the worst. So continue to think higher. Think on a higher standard, higher level of thinking. Amen. And all, it's all in getting our minds renewed in the Word of God. we right back to square one. But that's what we have to do. And more now than ever, because God wants us to give him some time. Amen. Did I read 13? Yeah. God wants to search us. He wants us to search for him. Amen. That means to follow after him. Search and seek him, and he says you will find him. Well, I did that once. You ever get that? I'm not going to do it no more because I've been seeking him, and I've been asking him, and I've been, and he didn't. That's because we didn't go long enough. And because it's, it's not continual. So it's like this. You can pray every day and not be continual, consistent. Because be consistent in that, with that same fervor. So if we stay consistent with the same fervor and we want an answer, we want God to speak to us. God, I got it. Kind of like the woman with the issue. She had to have it. She had to have her healing. And she didn't let anything stand in the way of her being healed, she followed after him, and she it was like her life was dependent on it because it was. And so we don't follow him with the same fervor all the time. 
and we don't follow him with the same expectation all the time. So we really need to follow after God in a in a way that we expect him to give us an answer. Amen. God wants us to pursue him so he so, so he can show us his ways, teach us by his spirit and change us, transform us into thinking like him so we can communicate better. And it's all God wants from us. He wants to keep us as the apple of his eye because that's who we are. But we need the wisdom and knowledge of God. So we need to be, so we need to fully understand him. Not just in and out. I'm hearing from him today. I'm not tomorrow. You know, that'll make you dizzy. I got dizzy being like that. Well, what happened, God? I was hearing from you, and then that got shut down. No, I I quit pursuing with that fervor or that fervorance that I had inside of me. I'm like, okay, this is getting old. You know, we can think that way. Or we know God, and we know what he's going to say, and, you know, we just need to quit it. Less of us, more of him. Romans 11. Hallelujah. Romans 11. Verse 33. Romans 11, 33. I'm getting there. <sighs> and it's one of my favorite scriptures. Sometimes when you put certain scriptures together, you get more out of it. So 11.33 And it says, oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom of, and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways, past, his ways are past finding out. Amen. In other words, this scripture is saying his ways are not fully understood. Amen. Amen. Because through him, wisdom is given. Through him, understanding and knowledge is given. Amen. Hallelujah. But we can know the mind of Christ. It says here, how unsearchable are his judgments. Amen. Now, let's see. I thought I... I uh, untraceable that word unsearchable means untraceable so in other words his judgments you notice he don't let us touch that because he's a righteous judge it's his his it's his job to judge and this this bible says that they are unsearchable his judgments and his ways are passed by well wait let's just take judgments how unsearchable are his judgments amen that means untraceable so in other words judgment belongs to god amen we want to do the judging and we want to get the understanding and the wisdom but you see here that can be swept in one one um paragraph which it is but it's very separate how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways are past finding out so he's saying that his judgments are untouchable, but his ways 
are past finding out. In other words, they are not fully understood. Verse 34 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord? Well, we don't know the mind of the Lord because we're on different planes. We're on different levels. He needs us to come higher. So we don't fully understand his mind. Then it says, or who has become his counselor? We can't tell him what to do. (laughs) A lot of us want to. Or who has first given to him and it shall be repaid to him. So in other words, we're not running anything. Amen. But we can know his thoughts. Because through him, wisdom is given. Amen. So we're going to find out. Let's go to, uh, did, I, did, I, did, I, did I get that? <laughs> did I get that scripture? <laughs> oh, let me, let's see. Let me not get too far ahead. For who has known the mind of the Lord and who has become his counselor? So God's wisdom and knowledge our deep riches and his ways are past finding out naturally. That's what's missing. Did y'all all get that? His ways, okay, when we go back to Romans 11, verse 33 and 34, it says in 33, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable or how what's that word untraceable are his judgments and his ways are past finding out in other words his ways are not fully understood for number 34 for who has known the mind of the lord or who has become his counselor or who has first given him given to him and it shall be repaid to him so in other words god is god and we're us he is in control but The thing is that we, the Bible tells us we have the mind of Christ. Now, why does it say that after reading this? Because it's talking about a carnal mind versus a spiritual mind. Amen. So with the natural mind, his ways are past finding out because it's not fully understood. So you cannot fully understand God with a carnal mind. This is why he's saying come up higher to a higher standard. And then I'm going to show you great mighty things that you know not. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. I almost lost my way. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 2. With a carnal mind. And this is why we need to renew our mind. And he's saying, come closer to me. Search me. Search for me and you'll find me. He wants to get on one accord with us so that he can show us great, great mighty things. Amen. And you can go as as God will tell you a lot of things, things that you don't think he'll tell you if you put in the time. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. And it says, but it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. Hallelujah. And so in other words, we're raised up in a new hope. 
once we stop operating out of the carnal realm, he says, look, your eyes haven't seen and your ears haven't heard. You don't know what I got in store for you. But you got to choose one way or the other. You got to let go of your stuff and take on my thinking. Amen. So it says, let me read this again. I has not seen nor heard, ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. Amen. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. And that means this is uh, wisdom and hope for, for the future. That's what he wants to give us, wisdom and hope for the future. Now, verse 10 says, but God has revealed these things to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. I like to search and I like to pick things apart, these scriptures, because there's a lot of knowledge in each word. Amen. New life inside of, of uh, revealed things. That's why we need God to reveal us, because we get new life. Hallelujah. But we can't get that unless we let our fleshly thinking go, because it says right here in 10, but God has revealed them to us through the Spirit. So in other words, he's already been talking to us. He's already been telling us stuff, but we don't pick it up because we refuse to put down carnal thinking, pick up our spiritual thinking, so that we'll get on one plane with him. And we can know these things that are unsearchable, unreachable, these things that are secret things that he wants us to know. And he will tell us. Why will he tell us? Because we have his life inside of us. We have the life of Christ. That's why that scripture says we have, we have, we have, what does that scripture say? The mind of Christ. We have, see, he wouldn't tell us that we have Christ's mind if we didn't. Then he says these things are unsearchable, unreachable, and he. But he's still saying, uh, "I'm not talking to your carnal man. I'm talking to your spirit." And you will miss a lot fooling around with that carnal thinking. We'll miss the whole thing. Why? Because he's talking to our spirit man. He is not going to tell the secrets and and unsearchable things he's not gonna sit and talk to our carnal mind about that stuff and so we're not understanding then we get mad and we shut down on god when he's been telling it's just like a lot of things i come into it after i've been studying and 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 praising and talking to god and i come into some revelation and i ask god why you didn't tell me that before which i know better than to ask him that I did tell you. I've been telling you this for a long time. And then I had to realize and repent that my mind has been in a carnal fashion. See, that new man was crucified with Jesus. But we keep rising, raising him up because we're comfortable with it. And we like that thought because this is the thing. And this is what I was asking, Lord, this is what he showed me. We like that information. How it's coming because it's been correct politically correct (laughs) and we like that system of thinking because it gives us the answer that we 
are used to. And you know how you ever say, I knew it, I told you. See, that's that. And every time I catch myself saying that, I said, no, that ain't right. Because that's that carnal system that we are used to operating out of because we're so used to it. So maybe, and see, we feel comfortable with that. But God is saying, I want to give you a different answer. But you got to think different. you got to be ready for the different answer. Amen. You ever said to yourself, yeah, I knew they weren't going to do this, or I knew he wasn't. That's what your, our mouth is allowing this to continue. You know, it's never going to happen. Well, I learned that early. Don't ever say it ain't going to change because it ain't going to change. That's why it don't change because we say it ain't. So you create with your mouth. And that's why I don't. And then there's something. Now, stay with me and let me know what you think. There's something on the inside of us, and I hate this, where when it don't work, it's something on the inside of us like that. Because we say, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it wasn't going to change. And see, that's flesh. That's number. When you get, when you start understanding what's flesh, which is all of it. Because I said, well, God, I know I ain't, I ain't just dwelling in flesh. Show me which part, of it, all of it. It's all flesh. Now, God can tell you when something ain't right or somebody's not right. Or, but you got to be in the spirit. And he is not. In one way you know when it's God, he don't drag people down. He can tell you something about somebody because I know the difference. I done worked it both ways. And he can tell you and show you the truth about somebody, but there's still hope for that person. You know, they don't go to the gallows, which is what we want to do. Kill him, crucify him. But God doesn't do that. He leaves hope for people to change. Because he, he did us like everybody. Amen. So you got to leave that margin for hope and change when you see that people have faults. Because we all got them, some more than others. And it's called immaturity. And so we want everybody to come out and be on top and get victory over our flesh. And you know what I found out? I'm just going to say this. This whole Christian walk is about slaying your flesh. It's all it's about. I'm telling you. If you haven't gotten there yet, it's because you haven't gotten as far as me. But you will. And it's about our flesh, and it's about slaying your flesh and stop operating out of it. And it's going to try to come back every day. And you've got to slay it every day. No. That's not the answer I'm looking for because it does not connect to the, the future and hope that I have. Because be honest with you, <laughs> to tell the truth, our flesh is against the, the, a good hope and plan. It's against it. It's hard to believe because it's so, you know, so us. But you know, when I'm beginning to see, that ain't me. That ain't me. <laughs> that person is dead. Amen. That person is dead. And when that person start popping that head up, I'm going to push it down and say no. Because it's hard to do, especially, and I'm going to tell you, the devil will uh, cause people to be around you to pull you back. 
to even and sometimes god will will and this is one thing i learned god will allow them kind of people to stay around you to show you what's in you and when it don't bother you no more he'll change them because see we hold people in unforgiveness that's what that is and it keeps the, their flesh riled up, your flesh riled Now, are they wrong for doing this stuff? Yeah, because they listening to the devil. But we don't help when we don't operate out of our new creation man because we're, we we're dead to sin. And we don't have to. We, we see a lot of people, you'll say, well, you know, like some people, I'm not making this up, but I know it happens when they com- confess. And you said, well, why did you do that? I don't know. I just did it. But you know what? I found out we can say no. We can stop anytime we want to. Anytime. But the reason we don't is because that feeling like I'm not going to let nobody tell me what to do or that place is void. You know, if you stop operating out of your flesh, that's a void little place. (laughs) And it starts calling to you. But remember when you when you said that you thought about that you did that it worked it just worked in the carnal realm spirit realm that wasn't nothing god didn't like that but see so we have to get in other words we gotta get tired of going through this pattern over and over because it's comfortable and start trusting god to bring us through this new operation which it really ain't new but new to us if you carnal and trust God to take us through this new path in life or this new operation where things work together for the good. Do you know when people, I hear people say that, I, I always would feel like, what are they talking about? I never liked it. Although that's the word. I went in the word, found that, and say, well, it's the word. But this is what I believe God showed me. When people say, Whatever the devil meant for evil, God will work it together for your good. That is true. But when God didn't create that situation, he didn't just create. He didn't allow that to work it together for your good. Y'all, did I? He didn't do that. He's just going to do it because he's obligated, because he's in covenant with us. But he didn't allow that stupid stuff to happen cause so he can work it together. He has a plan and a future and a hope. He has plans. And when the enemy comes and bypasses him and he allows things, he works that together for our good. Not the crap we do. He just does it because he's a, a, a covenant-keeping God and he loves us. But he doesn't create this crazy stuff so he can work together. What kind of God is that? He, he can work stuff together that he creates. You know, it's not what the devil, the enemy, is doing to us. I mean, it is in a way, but the stuff that we create because we don't listen to God, he didn't do that. Oh, he'll work it together for me. That's an excuse. Because God can create things just like that 40-year trip, that 11-day trip that took 40 years. He created, he allowed that because the people's hearts were hardened. Amen. But see, some people make mess up and disobey just like that. And they say, well, God, it's the devil, but God is going to work it together. It's you. You're creating these things. And if you stop doing it and listen to God, it's a smoother path. Amen. 
like an 11-day trip. Does that make sense? But we can cut this confusion down if we would just listen to God. Amen. Because God's yoke is easy. His, his burden ain't pestilence and all frogs. <laughs> don't sound, that don't sound like God. Amen. But we have a spirit which is of God. Not man's. And see, when you when you operate out of your carnal man, you don't get the wisdom of God. When we operate out of our spirit, we get the wisdom of God. Amen. So when we when we allow God to put stuff in our spirit, we get the wisdom of God. Now, when the natural man knows not, the Bible says. Because they are, everything is spiritually discerned. Everything is spiritually discerned. This is why Jesus talked in parables. He was talking spirit talk to some carnal-minded people. They could have known what he was talking about if they had wanted to. They came out of the flesh, but they didn't want to. Because they refused because they thought they had a cap on things they was running something see it's just a comfortable good feeling because but that's flesh that's pride called pride amen hallelujah what the bible says that the spirit searches all things deep things the deep things of god the flesh can snoop around and find some answers and that's still by the mercy of god the mercy of god will allow you to find some answers Amen. But the fl- but the flesh, the the spirit man, he knows all things. Amen. Why? Because God reveals new life. Re- reveals everything. Amen. Reveals everything to us. Let's read verse eleven. If I didn't, it says, "For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man?" which is in him did y'all catch that hallelujah even so no one knows the things of god except the spirit of god amen now if the spirit of god knows the things of god then we got to get in the spirit to know these things your flesh man don't know nothing about nothing it think it think it knows it think it knows Amen. And see, this is the thing where we get tripped up. Well, I did it, and I listened, and I followed instructions, and I did it, and it didn't work. You're still dealing with your carnal, your carnal man, your carnal thinking, your carnal understanding. See, we understand carnally. When you think carnal, you're going to get a carnal feedback. Does that make sense? So let me read 11 again. For what man knows the things of a man Except the spirit of a man, which is in him. So in other words, the spirit of a man or your understanding is on the inside of you. It ain't that fleshly, outside, carnal thinking and carnal understanding. I hope that I hope I didn't mess that up. It says, even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of the God. And that's why we have to, the Bible tells us to know no man after the flesh. Know him after the spirit. Amen. And this is why. 
So you mean to tell me somebody can be nasty and crazy and I got to know them by their spirit, man? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because when we were nasty and crazy, God saw us. He saw our spirit. Well, see, she said this to me. She said, see, that's carnal. See, and that's the kind of stuff we can stop ourselves. You don't have to get, say, three Hail Marys and get prayer for that. You can just make your flesh man stop it. Amen. Now, let me tell you who can't. Somebody whose fleshly or carnal man is stronger than their spirit man. Because it has not, you've got to feed your spirit man. And if you've been had your spirit man on a diet, then he's, he, he's not going to be as strong as your carnal man. And then you've gone on with the carnal realm. But you have to understand, you know, the spirit, this, okay, what did we say about we know no, know no man after the, the, the flesh, but know him after the spirit. Amen. And this is why God is telling us that if it were not possible, he wouldn't have said it. Amen. Now, verse 12 says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, received it not, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God, so that we'll, so that we might know the things that have been freely given. Anything pertaining to God, he wants you to know it. Amen. And so it says, but we don't, we don't know, not the spirit of the world. This ain't the spirit of the world. This is not the same thing. This is uh, the spirit of God. Amen. The spirit of the world has heaviness, depression, discouragement, anger. And you know when you're in the flesh. Amen. The natural man knows not because everything is, that everything from God is spiritually discerned. So why does God want us to operate at a higher standard? Because it's better, there's better understanding. Oh, hello. It's better understanding for the development of relationship with him. A better understanding of just natural, your job, your kids, your family, your husband, your wife, so that you will better tolerate things. You, you, we can't tolerate nothing in the flesh. I hate for somebody to push me or me allow myself to be pushed in the flesh. Makes me angry. You know why? Because it shows I got work to do. Who wants to know they got more work to do? Although we know. <laughs> Amen. It's for better understanding of God. It's for developing a relationship with him. But moreover, it's to further the kingdom. Look, God wants us to further the kingdom. That's why we need to operate out of the spirit. See, there's a higher calling. There's a higher reason. There's a higher uh, standard that we need to meet. Because we got work to do. It's not all about us. Amen. We can no longer live for ourselves but for God. You know why? In him we live, move, and have our being. It's in him. We don't have anything outside of him anyway. If we don't have it in him, we sure don't have it out of him. Amen. It's about us, but not about 
your flesh. See, you and your flesh is two different things. Amen. Hallelujah. So you got to learn how to acknowledge it. It looks like you can say something or somebody can say something to you and you can say, now that was the flesh. Amen. But see, we need to learn how to temper everything that we do and say. Now, some stuff going to slip out, like especially if you playing around, having a good time, you in the flesh, you let your guard down. Not that you're supposed to have a guard up. Because let me tell you what people do. Now, what's the flip side of this? Guard up and become religious and stiff, and you still stink. So I'd rather you let it rip and then get put back in place. See, as long as we're, we're active and doing what we're supposed to do, even if you mess up, there's there's repentance and sometimes you don't really have to i mean you just need god's understanding because some of this stuff ain't it ain't against the law i mean it's against the law of god but simple repentance and simple receiving from god that's all it just receive god forgiveness you know and keep it moving and it's not a big deal because, honey, as long as you live, there's going to be times when you say the wrong thing. Sometimes you can uh, say something and there, somebody ain't in your party mood. So back off and say, well, whatever. Keep it moving. Just keep moving. But we're here because of a finished work, which is the, the cross. But we're here also to finish the work that he started that he left us he said greater things will we do so we're here to finish the work but you can't finish the work if you can't hear instructions from god because you're still dealing with your flesh amen so we can no longer live for ourselves but we live for him and it's about us but you can't in other words you can't bring your flesh that baggage i always think about boarding a ship which i'll never do I don't like water. <laughs> and I always think about boarding a ship and all the baggage that they bring on the ship. And it's kind of like dead weight. You're pulling something around. I don't want baggage. I don't like baggage. And that's spiritual. Spiritually speaking, we shouldn't pull around all that baggage. Amen. Hallelujah. And God is trying to keep us from carrying our baggage everywhere that we go we're here to finish his work so we must come up to a higher standard of thinking it's just plain and simple we can't comprehend god naturally (laughs) okay so i wrote that (laughs) but by his spirit we will understand him and know his ways and his thought i'm gonna read that again but by his spirit we will understand him and know his ways and know his thoughts. So we have the mind of Christ and we can know his ways because they are not understood. I wish I can find that scripture. Let's see. Oh, the depth of the riches, both the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable or untraceable are his judgments and his ways are past his ways are past finding out that's what i wanted for who has known the mind of the lord 
and who has become his constant. But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. So why did that scripture say that? Because it's talking about a carnal mind not having wisdom and knowledge. But a, but a spiritual mind, we, we can take orders from God and hear his commands, but we got to come up higher. We got to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. The natural man doesn't comprehend the things of God because we must understand the anointing. We have to understand the anointing and how it works. Amen. If we understood how the anointing works, then we would stay ready, stay with God. You know, when you, with some people, well, I'm just going to keep it real, some pastors are always trying to act like they're anointed and feel like they're anointed and I'm anointed and I'm this and I'm that. Amen. But the carnal man don't, don't acknowledge the anointing. But a spirit mind, it's like if someone came here, a visitor, you're, and you're, if you're in the spirit, most folks just stare at them. I mean, I'm just telling you what I stand up here and see, staring like y'all don't, you know, whatever. But some, some people, if you're spirit-minded and you walk in the spirit and you listen to God, you know if that person has something on them. That's got, you ever heard people say, it's something about you? Everybody that's in this ministry, people say, it's something about you because you're exposed to the anointing. And we think it's us. Please don't think it's you. <laughs> it's God. Amen. But there's something about when you and see the anointing, when you, you, when you acknowledge the anointing on somebody else, that's when you're in the spirit with God. And you, let, you let God tell you about a person. Amen. Amen. And I'm like, I ain't got nothing on me. What? <laughs> but you do have something on you. It's called God's anointing. Amen. But we have to stay in the spirit where God is doing things. Amen. We're going to talk about the anointing tomorrow. Hallelujah. Proverbs 23. Let's go there. 23 verse 7. Hallelujah. Proverbs 23. Okay. 23 verse 7. And it says here, For as a man thinketh in his heart. You mean your heart can think, uh uh-huh. Your heart do all the thinking for you. We wish it did all the time. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. Amen. The moral soul you have eaten, you will vomit up and waste your pleasant words. So you can decipher or you can discern. Amen. That's what they're talking about right there. Did you catch that? Talking about discernment. Keeping your heart clean. Amen. So if you want to change what you think, 
what you think about, change what you hear, change what you listen to. Because what you listen to affects your heart. Mm-hmm. In other words, that's what you're allowing in your heart. That's your spirit. When you, you know, let me tell you how people get perverted. Pornography, you know, that kind of stuff is what they listen to. Amen. What you listen to, change what you hear. Change what you allow in your heart. God's ways are his course of action for life. You don't want to lose that. Amen. You want to keep that. You want to hold on to that. Now, it says, uh, what, did, what, what did I call this teaching? Higher standard. That word standard means authority. A higher authority. Amen. That word standard means authority. Have, are you still operating out of a, a, some standard? When you take a stand, that's you put laying down your authority. You know, it, it's, it's like most people think, well, that's what you believe. Well, it's partly what you believe. But that's your authority, and you're placing it there, and you're not moving. That's why the devil will do anything to get you to move, because that's your authority. And when you bend and you you walk away from your authority, what do you have left? Amen. A lot of people don't want to feel stupid. Well, you might as well get used to feeling stupid. Amen. See, if you will walk in the spirit, not the flesh, you'll keep your stand. Amen. There's plenty of times my stand was shaky, but I had to stand. I couldn't move because I knew if I moved, I was going to mess up everything. And so I continued to stand, although I was, you know, shaky, but I continued to stand. Although I wanted to do some stuff in the natural that would get a, a, a better understanding. Did you did you catch that? <laughs> but God called me to take this stand, and I could not bow to the devil. I couldn't bow to my flesh. Amen. You know, those early days, it was fun, but I had to let it go. Amen. And I had to stand for what God was telling me to stand for. So a higher standard, when you have a standard, that's your authority. So change your level of authority. Come up. Amen. Amen. In other words, change the way you do things. Change what you model after. Uh, because your, that's your stand. Hallelujah. It really, when you, when you get off your stand, you don't have nothing else going for you. The thing that bugs you the most is the thing that God is admiring you about and that's keeping you afloat. But when, when you, I don't know, do See, the devil likes to harass people. He likes to mess with your mind, your head, your flesh, and he don't quit. Do you think he's going to stop? 
He'll be right there tomorrow screwing with you again. Oh, did you get a good night's sleep? Because here I come. (laughs) I'm going to mess with you again until you give in. So your stand, when you take a stand, that's your authority. If you don't have no authority, oh, well, no wonder you moved. But if you have any kind of authority, you take a stand and you don't move. Amen. And I'm not talking about a carnal stand. We're talking about you standing on the word. You standing on instructions from God. You standing on what you hold dear. You, you're standing on what God placed in your heart. No, you don't see it yet, but you know it's coming. So you're going to stand. You're not going to accept. What can I say? You're not going to accept something lower just to get it over with which a lot of people do, then you don't see them no more. Because they get mad. Because they know. See, God God will tell you, you moved your position. You know, that, ain't, that ain't what I promised you. But people do it all the time. Amen? Because that's their authority. See, when you move, that means you don't have any authority. You re- relinquished your authority. And then they get mad at you because you still stand there. Well, hey, I'm fighting too. I just ain't giving up. I'm just not surrendering my authority. I'm not surrendering my position. I'm not doing it. Why? Because I've been doing this too long. Because <laughs> it's comfortable. Because I like it here. Amen. Because it's God. He's doing something with it. I don't know what. I wish I could figure it out. But you can't figure this out with your carnal mind. But my spirit is fine. My spirit, man, likes this position that I stand in. And I'm not quitting. Amen. If you could just get over your family and people close to you, that's your biggest. But I'm not moving. Because this is a standard that I have kept it's my position higher standard and that's if you don't have that you don't have nothing you know what you like a leaf i wish i had a leaf that i could throw up and watch it and the wind ain't even blowing but it's gonna go here there and well wherever i land (laughs) that's where i'm gonna stay you know and that's when you don't take a stand when you don't hold your stand john 3 12 and that's our last scripture Hallelujah. John 3, verse 12. Oh, 3, verse 12. Okay. 3, verse 12 says, I have told you earthly things, and you do not believe me. (laughs) This is Jesus talking. He says, in other words, I done tried to get carnal with y'all and talk to you from that level. You didn't believe me. How will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Amen. Hallelujah. So, in other words, come higher. Come higher. Amen. Amen. Come up to a higher way of thinking. Because Jesus, I'm sure, he wanted to talk to those of uh, what are Pharisees 
and Sadducees. He, he really wanted to talk to them and tell them what they were doing wrong. But they think, thought they know everything. Amen. Hallelujah. God is thinking good thoughts all the time concerning us if we let him. Now, this is the thing that you need to know. Well, we know, but we need to be reminded. If God's thoughts towards us are good all the time, thoughts of peace and not evil, then He, He, His plan for you is good, a good outcome. the The future is going to be a good outcome, and He will bring all of your plans, everything you're standing for. He will bring that to fruition. Why? Because He has to. As long as you don't give up, he don't give up when we don't give up. But as long as you stand and he's, you got something coming. Amen. What if you took a vacation? What if you quit and took a vacation? You can get right back on your stand. See, that's the good thing about God. Because we read somewhere where he says he'll even, he'll hear the heathen if he repents. And you're not a heathen. You're just rebellious. So if you repent. You can get right back on your stand like you never left, which is going to make people mad because you're trying to please God. Amen. Hallelujah. But he has only good things for us. Amen. But he says that the riches, the deep riches of God are past finding out, past understanding. But if you click over into the natural realm, and start to stand on the on that platform that God has given you. Then you'll understand everything. Let's see. Let me go back to this scripture. What what scripture? Oh, twelve. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Then when He speaks, we get out the flesh. We'll understand. So, taking a higher stand. Let me go back to the beginning. A higher standard means a higher, a higher, or better under, a closer understanding. Amen. Live higher, think higher. Closer to God, God, you want to hear His voice. It just means communicating with God better, so that when He speaks earthly things, you'll understand. Don't be like the religious church; they don't, they don't understand very little. Because, see, that spirit, I just wish I could turn where some he was speaking to some of those Pharisees. And you'll see that our, they always spoke out of their carnal mind, everything they said. Then when he did, he did, uh, he did miracles. And you know what they said? Ain't that Joseph's boy? Yeah. <laughs> I could just <laughs> slap them all. They they didn't look at the miracle. They was looking at who he was. Ain't that Joseph's boy? Lived down the street. (laughs) Don't we know him? In other words, they were saying he ain't nobody. That's why that scripture says a prophet is not welcome in his own hometown. They want to look at you who you used to be and not who you are. Amen. Amen. That's Joseph's boy. And your mother? What's your mother? We know y'all, we live next door. One of those Pharisees did tell him, we live near you, you know. So it's always something carnal, especially with religion. You try to get out of that stuff, 
it keeps calling you back. It want to tell you something that it knew years ago from the, the what's that, primitive, from the primitive Baptist. And it want to start talking that, reminding you of that, and you know? But the, all that stuff is, is not it's not right. It's, it's error. Error. hate to say it, but it's just error. Amen. <laughs> so thoughts. Thoughts is a way of thinking. God's thoughts, his plans, his idea, his theory, his opinion, his view is good toward us all the time he never changed well i i was cussing last night and i i got with one of my neighbors and they came over my house and they was cussing at me so i cussed back at them but his plan is still good towards you if you repent gotta repent you repent and and it's just like you never left that's the goodness of god see god we don't do that and i'm gonna admit it but god does Amen? Because all you got to do is plead the blood. Now, that doesn't mean you can go around messing with people. Because you might get your head knocked off. Just just warning. Just saying. But we have to respect one another, love one another. But see, we still have to forgive and walk in love. Amen? Walk in love. Hallelujah. So this is the higher standard. Now, this whole thing, I, we could have been gone if I had just said walk in love. <laughs> That's the higher standard. The higher standard. But I wasn't going to tell y'all till y'all sat here a while, went through these scriptures. <laughs> the higher standard is walking in love. It's the love walk. Hallelujah. <laughs> I said when I was doing all this reading and all, and I said, well, that's the love walk. And I said, I ain't telling them like God didn't tell me till I finished. I ain't telling them. <laughs> the love walk. See, the love walk keep you out of trouble. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Obey the first commandment. Amen. You shall prosper. Amen. The love walk. You walk in the spirit. You don't have to worry about your flesh. See, that's why we have to keep beating up down our flesh because we ain't there yet. Or we went there, it didn't work. We went there and somebody took advantage of us. Amen. But God's thoughts toward us are, are peaceful. He has peace, not evil, to bring us our expected end. In other words, we still have a future and a hope. It ain't, he didn't snatch the rug under us. He didn't snatch it from under us. Amen. So all is well, but you have to desire more. Some people are just cool just the way they were, getting secondhand this, secondhand that. They don't care. You know, what you think and and what did he do? What did the president do? I don't know. I don't know. None, all I'm doing is walking by faith on this one. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why don't we stop? I don't want to record anything that's not good. Father, we do thank and praise you. May the Lord bless you.